and welcome to this, the return to the most chill place in the Dragon World, which is now even more chill thanks to a nice little summer break. You find us here, just relaxing once more, but back to work, up on the lookout. Lookout is a Dragon Ball podcast with a difference. We're not trying to be thoroughly intense and doing tons and tons of research to try and be correct all the time. We fully admit that sometimes we are wrong, and sometimes we actually enjoy being wrong because that means we learn new things. I myself have learnt today that I am actually still Masako X, and I am also joined by my psychic Havarok. I am the terror that flaps in the night. <laughs> oh, it's been a long time since I've heard that one. <laughs> no, actually, seriously, it's been a long time since I heard that quote. <laughs> actually, it got cancelled in Poland uh, after five episodes because at the time of our childhood, people thought it's too violent for a Disney cartoon, so we didn't get a full season. Standards and practices in Poland, they were getting dangerous. Today, we return from our sort of three or four week break. Our last episode was for the previous Super Review. And we remember that one being quite divisive at the very least and starting to really kind of affirm Havrock's theory of one not so good chapter and then the other one hopefully is a better chapter and the cycle repeats. Before we get into the chapter 63 review, I would just like to thank everyone for your continued support. And if you wish to support The Lookout, you can go to marsico.cc slash lookout and become either a patron on patreon.com slash marsicox with the caretaker lookout tier, or you can become a member on YouTube and become the caretaker of The Lookout there. Everything is really, really appreciated to help with the server costs and also rate and review where you can. But with that, let's get started. Right, we're back from our little vacation, but we also have a, a couple of things that we want to talk about before we get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast, which is Chapter 63 of Dragon Ball Super. Now, as you may know from our main channel, we are very much champions of the good boy Raditz, and that's no stranger there. In fact, uh, it was actually really interesting because I've been going through with my nephews. They're starting to watch Dragon Ball for the first time properly. While we were on um, holiday, um, my older nephew was actually looking at a couple of episodes of Dragon Ball Super, one of the episodes being when Vegeta's teaching Kaba. Uh, so he got the idea, and he actually is a Vegeta fan now. Uh... Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I was I was totally okay with it. Not 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 salty in the least. No, no, certainly not. So why, why would I be? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, essentially we were going through Dragon Ball Kai. So we did the entire Saiyan saga, and it was really, really interesting and going through the Raditz episodes. And it just made me think, now, surely Raditz is going to be in fighters sooner or later. And we got another character introduced. I think there's only one or two more left in the season. Two more. And then I think that's it, is it? And the next character to be introduced is Master Roshi. Huh. With Master Roshi, I've not really had a chance to look at the movesets properly, but obviously it has his full repertoire. But I, it still makes me think, oh man, really? It's a bit, it's a bit disappointing that Raditz has still been snubbed. I mean, 
at the same time, though, it seems like they're going with the, um, you know, super era um, Roshi, which means in theory he has been training. Goku said so, so therefore it's official. It just seems like, okay, I think this could be somewhat interesting because you know that his ultimate attack will be the full power Kamehameha. He has Mafuba. He has Mafuba. That's also one of those. So it's really interesting. What I must say, right? I know, like, we all are salty because Radis is not in, but I'm kind of happy that they collected all the humans, except Mr. Satan, but I'm one of those people that does, don't want Mr. Satan in. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it's it's cute in Xenoverse, but in Xenoverse, there's, like, dozens and dozens of characters. But for fighters, I think they've always said that, you know, there aren't going to be any fluff characters in, you know, in fighters. There's always going to be characters which you can actually use and are different and you know while there's a lot of things about roshi that didn't age particularly well i always think that roshi is very entertaining to watch as a as a proper fighter you know i'm kind of happy that he's in like i like i'm baffled that they aren't adding alternative costumes his classic shell look on the other hand, you know, like, it's weird. It's weird to me that, that Fighters has almost no costumes. At least Videl got the pigtails, no, pig, no, no pigtails. But other than that, like, it's, it's kind of weird. But I must say that after all is said and done, like, like, like Master Roshi versus Ganos is still one of my favorite fights in, uh, in T.O.P. And, and and I'm kind of glad that we have all the all the humans, you know, like like out of all of the you know uh, BS characters that we could get, like your all your hearts and weird weird stuff. I'm I'm happy that we got someone old school, you know, and not like hearts or or a movie villain or or Terrorless. Like oh, it's Eve, uh, second evil Goku, you know? Uh, yeah, another Goku. But yeah, I know it's Turles. Yeah, I know. Don't at me, but still. And how how ironic is it that the pretty much the the human dragon team are actually in it before all the Saiyans are? That is some crumb of comfort, I will admit. I mean, okay, yes, I'm obligated to be annoyed at the fact that Raditz isn't in the actual latest DLC. But at the same time, so long as they can actually implement Roshi's repertoire properly which Arc System can do. They have been doing a very good job at it and being very thorough. But nevertheless, you still feel like, I just hope that everything works. One of those slots uh, has to be Raditz, because if it isn't, we are going for you. Arc System works, and we'll have a cup of tea with you, and we'll talk to you. Very. And we'll look at you very condescendingly. That's a threat. <laughs> <laughs> oh well so we'll look forward to that and we hope that you guys enjoy Roshi as DLC for that but let's get into the main topic of today's podcast okay chapter 63 um in short I would say that your theory does hold up have it was actually a very interesting chapter. And once again, as I say in my main review, what you say is correct. It feels like Toyotaro is boarding the anime episode and basically telling Toei, this is how you do it. I have I, I have some issues with the, with that, but like it did like none of those issues made me angry, like with some of the other uh chapters, you know? Uh, uh, right off the bat, I think that the whole friendship between Goku 
and Mirus was shoehorned pretty badly. Oh, look, now they are besties because they trained together for some time and they had those t- shared those tender moments. Yeah. On the other hand, you know, like I'm people like, oh, you know, this is a pink Android 16. I mean, is every character sacrificing themselves a pink 16? Like, you know, like, 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 like it's hard to do something original w- with the story in that regard, you know? Like, I actually don't, don't felt that way. I just felt that the friendship between Goku and Mirus is, uh, has been pretty shoehorned, to be honest. Yeah, well, I feel like maybe Toyotaro is paving the way for it to, if there is an anime adaptation of this arc, for there to be a bit more put in. Like training with Mirus and Goku, you may have an episode in there where they're actually hanging out and you see like that scene where Goku and Mirus are chatting and stuff. You may see it actually. And you may see, you know, Mirus learning more about mortals and stuff like that. So I definitely feel like there is potential for the anime to be better than the manga here in this sense. But right now, it it it, it did seem a little weird. I mean, I knew that. Mirus found Goku interesting, like different, but at the same time, you feel like, oh, okay, well, you're certainly make, giving us the feels right now, but it feels a bit like I know that this is meant to be the feels part rather than, oh God, oh God, this is really, really making me like emotional. So I only know, I only know how to feel because I know what it is. And you feel like, oh, oh, okay, this is the feel scene. Gotcha, gotcha. But okay, you know, it's all very well and good. I will say, though, it was necessary. And this is something I absolutely appreciate about this moment. When Miris goes kaputski, this is the moment when Goku has to face consequences because the T.O.P. was meant to be him facing his consequences, but he got away with it. This time, he isn't going to get away with it. There is not a Super Dragon Ball in Hithel that is going to bring Mirus back, nor would the GP allow it. Yeah, because the GP wouldn't understand it. It's like, why would you want to bring someone who's broken up sacred rules back? You know, Goku, you know, this is it. Goku basically was not strong enough to ensure that Mirus didn't have to resort to his angelic powers. Especially, especially, and that that's very interesting, it's not like GP went on and erased him, but it seems that that's how the rules work. It's like the universe itself erased him, which is very interesting, something that we, we will explore in a future discussion for sure. It's not like Ze- that, that, that if it wasn't framed like Zeno or GP erased him. No, no, no. It's like the very universe... He defied the... You know, the very universe itself and the universe itself decided to, okay, you've done your thing, bye. Yeah, yeah, no, true. And also, it go- when you go back to Whis taking Mirus away, that was not Whis being, you know, angry or annoyed. That was him basically going like, little brother, because we now now will definitely know for sure that Mirus is Whis's little brother. I am taking you out of here before you make a mistake and you end up erasing yourself. I'm basically trying to save you. But we don't know that. We didn't know that at the time. When you go back to it, you go like, oh, Whis was actually being a good big brother and stopping Mirus from using all of his power. I mean, Mirus probably knew all along. The moment that he got taken away by Whis, it's like, I'm going to probably have to die in order to save, you know, atone for my mistake of letting Moro out. And one important thing, people are thinking that they reverted, you know, Whis and Beerus to, to, uh, to their... Uh, you know, pre, 
pre like pretty OP personalities, but they are massive thundering there. It's like they are saying, yeah, we are only for food, right? With, yeah, we're obvious, we are here only for food. We don't care for those guys. Yeah, we don't care. It's like they are reassuring themselves that they, that they don't care. Because those those beings don't, like, they are not emotional by nature. They shouldn't show their emotions. We know that they can be emotional. And, like, even that uh, Wiss's line, he was an awkward little brother. It's his way of expressing sadness, in my opinion. But, you know, like, they are neutral. They are like beings that live for billions of years. They won't go into tears straight away. Mm, no, absolutely. I mean, and also, it's probably something that they don't know how to process, because the erasure of an angel is probably something that never happens. Like, the angels know that, oh, if you go all out, and they've never needed to. If you go all out, you'll get erased. The universe will basically, the cosmos will go like, nope. So it just, it, it, it's that. They never needed to do it. So this is probably the first time in eons that an angel has willingly sacrificed themselves by flouting the rules. And it's just actually really good to see that, oh, there is an angel that does have some level of compassion and that angels are capable of it if they are in the right exposure to it. Like, it can be done. It just takes a very long time. I really hope that there will be consequences for Whis and Beerus for that because they totally let him do it. They knew that they have to allow him to do it and that may, that may pop up into uh, become you know, a storyline on its own. Yes, of course. This might be the leading up to the point of End of Z, because the angel, Beerus and Wheat are nowhere to be seen. And this might be the starting point with the GP basically saying, you're interacting with this group too much. You have to back off. If you keep on doing this, you're going to run the risk of being erased at, or Beerus being replaced by somebody. Maybe they will retire. Or like, like I'm starting to think longer and longer that they may point that Whis may someday uh, found himself in the same situation as Mirus did. I mean, technically, you know, Mirus is interfering already uh, quite a few times with, you know, with uh, with checking on Broly or you know, with the whole time reverting thing. But I'm, I think that. You know, the universal angels are allowed to do something more. Also, have you noticed how Whis put Beerus in his place? He's like, don't forget, Lord Beerus, I'm not I, like, I'm not under your direct command. Oh, yes, of course. I mean, that's the thing that Beerus tends to forget a lot, that Whis is not his, like, assistant. He is there in place to assist Beerus, but not basically do everything for him. And I think we sometimes forget about that, too, is that they, they're not a buddy act. It's just Whis is there to then just to monitor the current god of destruction. So, you, they, you know, Beerus just happens to be the incumbent. And if there is a replacement due, then Whis's allegiance will turn to that one. That's just how it goes. So it's it's something curious to see. I mean, it totally is the case. And as I say in the review, the main one that, you know, I feel like Beerus also is bluffing because he does now have a soft spot for Buller. That direct link with Vegeta, in a way. If if they yeah, if they didn't care, they wouldn't stay, they wouldn't save them. And yeah, let's go, let's go. Oh, we may stay and watch. Yeah, but we don't care. No, Lord Beerus, we don't care. We totally don't care. Totally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's get 
to uh, the Moromiris fight. That end of itself is really, really cool. And I actually think it's a really cute nod that Miris has sort of tran- transmogrified the uh, his angelic staff into basically pastiching the power pole. As in, it's it's a quarter staff that can extend and shrink. And it's basically the Noibo. It, it adds in a little allusion to Goku, because I'm sure in the months of training, Goku talked about the power pole and like, said, oh, it was really cool. It could stretch. It could like, yeah, it could stretch. It could shrink. It could be really strong. It could be used for anything. And Mira sort of listened to that and taken heed of it and said that'd be useful. And I know that some people go like, well, how is Mira able to do that? Uh, remember, angels are deliberately kept mysterious in Dragon Ball Super for a reason. It means they can basically do anything. They can do anything so long as what the ma- imagination of the writers is at the time. They can go, oh, uh, we can do this, apparently. And Toriyama or Toriyotara is going to go, yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, I don't see why not. Honestly, honestly, yeah. And as much, you know, as they can do anything, we got a very hard set rule of limitations. I really hope that they won't be abused because that's something really cool. Yeah, angels are very powerful, but they have had set set of rules that they have to, you know, that they have to use because otherwise they will be, you know, destroyed. And uh, apparently some of the angles are not traced by any means, but inspired by some of the Naruto manga, you know, manga chapters. But if you don't know that, some of the angles are more creative, but, like, there is a lot of inspiration. You know, like, I have the feeling, like, we've been talking a lot about Toyotaro's problems, that sadly Toyotaro's biggest issue is that he never grew past being a fan manga artist, kind of, you know? Yes, I know what you mean. And it's a case of, like, if you have, if you're a a fan manga artist, you basically have no editors keeping you in chat going, what are you doing? That's ridiculous. Or, oh, that's boring. He had no one to check him other than the people in the comments. And Toyotaro could choose not to listen to them. But with an editor, it's much more difficult. I mean, Toriyama gets away with it because he's Toriyama. Toriyama, though, not so much. Apparently, there are some corrections by Toriyama in this in this chapter. People found, I think, some of the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember which pages, but I think that, like people actually found some Toriyama stuff. Like, don't quote me, uh, me on that, but, uh, but I think I saw... Uh, AJ talking about that like I, I saw some banter on the Twitter but like it quickly got lost because people were writing a lot about that and I forgot to check it to be quite honest but apparently there is some Toriyama in, in, in the latest chapter if, if Toriyama is now getting involved a bit more as in willing to help or you could take it the other way and saying like oh my god my boy's not doing well I need to come in and help so it, it, we don't know the inner workings of how that relationship works but either this is a sign of Toriyama wanting to help or feeling like I have to help. Yeah, so, so, so yeah, so what's your uh, perfect ending for this arc for, from what we know? Because I think you are, I, we are in the end game right now. It's going to be the end of the fight because at this point, you feel like if Moro pulls something out of his butt right now, it's going to get to the point where it's jumped the shark. Like, how? Now, because basically, Moro's chosen to 
eat 7-3 to absorb his power. He's gotten that. Morrow, now actually, actually really clever. I never really actually thought about this. Destroyed or sealed um, the uh, crystals on his hand and head. Basically, at first, meaning that he couldn't absorb any more powers, then to the point where the powers that he already had were no longer available. All he had was just what he's got. And basically, Morrow is now carrying dead weight. The The fusion with 7-3 is like pointless because the majority of 7-3's power was exacerbated by him absorbing other fighters and other people. So now that Morrow doesn't have the ability to use Piccolo's powers, he liked to use Piccolo's powers a lot, actually, if you noticed. Like most of the time, I think he never used Vegeta's powers more than once just to prove that he had them. Uh, but other than that, he mainly relies on Piccolo stuff, which goes to show how useful Piccolo stuff is. Maybe give Piccolo some more stuff to do and like and some Namekians to absorb. It's not like they are not there, Toyotaro. I, I get the feeling, because, well, hey, Toriyama's not going to say no. He loves Piccolo, doesn't he? I mean, if Toriyotaro tells Toriyama and then Piccolo does this and Moro uses Piccolo's powers, Toriyama's going to go, yeah, I like that. That's cool. I like I like him. So Toriyama's not going to say no. And who's going to say no to Toriyama? I, I do appreciate that little tidbit, actually. It's actually really good. I would say the combat is actually really good. Nice bit of acrobatics there. Nice kind of like close quarter combat with some melee weapons, as well as the fact that now, actually, I've noticed, Moro is actually kind of enjoying in the fight. For the first time in the entire arc, he's actually getting into it. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, and also I think we can put put it to rest that Moro was a G.O.D. Finally, isn't it the fact that he had no idea that Mirus was an angel? Because if he was a G.O.D. in the past, he would have known exactly. He would have gone like, "Oh, you're hiding your power, so you're an angel then." So, or or like he would have immediately clocked it. But he's like, "Are you some kind of deity or something?" Like he has no idea. He he, he at least knows about de- deities or or stuff like that. Like like he has he's quite uh, you know knowledgeable, but but he doesn't know about angels. Yeah, he doesn't. He's never worked with an angel. Let's just say that. Yeah. So I would definitely say that, and that was interesting too, because it just shows and it does dispel a lot of theories that. Yeah, again, we have a fan theories video coming up on the channel sometime soon. This could be something we talk about in a future video in a bit more detail. So certainly look out for that one and for the video in the next week or two, definitely. But I did appreciate the fact that with Beerus and Whis, they left the scene because immediately I did think, oh no, are they actually going to then just kick Moro to the curb? No, thankfully they moved away. And it was cool that Dende got to do something and Dende was actually proving that he had guts and I love the fact that Gohan was like no don't heal me heal the others first and it's like okay Gohan this means you're not going to do anything anymore okay right fine uh and also it's the fact that Goku doesn't wait for Vegeta like he's like I'm going in I have to go in so because obviously he knows that if Mirus fights then it could be bad so at the moment, Piccolo is currently being healed right now. And also a nice little tidbit that with Dende's healing ability, yeah, he's now stronger because he's become the guardian of Earth. But the long, the stronger their person they're trying to heal is, the longer it takes. 
makes sense. I mean, it adds a little bit more tension in there. Doesn't necessarily mean that he can't just immediately heal everyone within seconds. It'll take a few minutes, but now they have the time to do it. Also, have you noticed, like, again, I wonder if Jacko will be affected by Mirus's death more, because he seems to be right away. Is it possible that we're gonna have Jacko, like, getting his act together a little bit more in the future? Mm, yeah, no, true, because he has no idea about Mirus's true identity. Now he does, and he and he's terrified, and, like, he has shown some bravery, so... Who knows? Maybe Jacko, maybe Jacko will have some interesting development in the future, or or he will be completely ignored, like Master Roshi. Yay! Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think Toriyama would allow it because he loves Jacko too much. I know that. I know Toriyama really does like uh, Jacko. Yeah, no, Jacko did scream Mirus at the end there, meaning that it did affect him. It's like something really will be profound because. Jarko, as far as he's concerned, Mirus has been in the Galactic Patrols for as long as anyone can remember. So he's just been there. No one knows how old he is. And now Jarko's seen one of the best Galactic Patrollers die. And he has no clue about what it is. Like, he keeps going like, why is he disappearing? Or why is he so strong? Like, you know, it, he has no clue. And I'm pretty sure he'll find out. And he's like, Oh my god, I've been st talking smack in front of an angel! Oh no, I'm like, does this mean I'm going to go to hell? Oh no! Like, he will be remorseful, but there'll be a selfish twinge to it. I'm sure there will be. Like, he will change his tune, but basically it's like, Oh no, I don't want to go to hell! I'm sorry! <laughs> like, it, it, it's not entirely selfless, but it's a step in the right direction, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah, I agree. What did you think of the um, the whole thing with Moro's uh, crystals being a weakness? Did you see that coming, or was that new to you? I think that's uh, really interesting because it was interesting because it it was in the plain side, and uh, it's one of the very few moments when the when the villain's actual you know features are being addressed in any way, you know. And being an actual thing and not a design choice, which is a nice change of pace, I must say. Well, actually, now you look at it, the placements actually make a whole lot of sense. Because with the hand crystals, you need those to absorb the power, right? Much like with the little kind of little um, sphere, uh, semi-spheres that you get on Androids 19 and 20 to absorb power. It's just on a yeah, more magical level. And then the head crystal is a window into the mind as in, like, what powers are being used at the time. So, yeah, they look a bit weird, but they do serve a purpose. They are practical. So, as you say, you're absolutely correct. But now, with Moro's biggest feature now in Moro 7.3 being completely gone, it can't be used anymore. He can't fix it because he doesn't have regeneration anymore. I personally feel like now this is going to be, hopefully, Vegeta and Piccolo coming in um, to assist Goku in finishing off Moro. I feel like that would be the case. Like, you know, Goku's going to get Mastered Ultra Instinct. I think that's pretty much self-assured. He, he'll be tanking Moro, essentially. Yeah, he'll be tanking Moro, and Piccolo and Vegeta will get in the assist. Like, Vegeta with the Force Spirit Vision, trying to, like, weaken him down a bit, trying to ensure that it's a level playing field, Piccolo in there to kind of like just keep him in check or like keep Moro in place. You know what? 
I wouldn't be surprised if he basically does a, a full Nelson on Morrow at one point and basically said, Goku, do it now! Like, if there's a parallel... Because Toyotaro is all about the fan callbacks. If that... I wouldn't be surprised if we get Piccolo doing a full Nelson keeping Morrow in place. If that happens, I will be very like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing. This is basically bait. Or... Or we'll have, you know, a team uh, key blast like with Anilaza. <laughs> Again, we still have Krillin there for some reason. That would be ultimate troll if Krillin saved the day somehow. Yeah, basically, like in DVZ, I killed Moro! Yeah, like, the, the, like there's one more uh, thing that I think uh, uh, Moro can do, because right now Moro is, you know, like on a huge disadvantage. And I feel that one last thing that Moro can attempt to do is go semi-perfect cell on Earth. Yeah, but I still feel like I don't think that will happen because I feel like that's not in his style because he, he he's not to the point where he would blow up a planet because to him, he wants to keep the planet because if he, there's still a chance that he can absorb the power of it, maybe not necessarily blow it up, but he would basically say, okay, I'm not waiting anymore. I'm basically going to drain this planet dry right now. So it's not going to be like blowing it up, but he's just going to like do a tree of might situation. And either this means he does get like, has one last gasp, which requires Master Ultra Instinct to put down, or he basically absorbs too much energy too quickly out of desperation and explodes. One of the funniest things might be if we had, you know, a beam struggle between, like, a little bit like, uh, you know, Super Perfect Cell versus Gohan, uh, you know, the whole thing, and the person who distracts him would be Krillin. That would be perfect. Hey, you, Goldface! And chops his horn with, with a Kienzan. I was just thinking that. I was just thinking that. Because for some reason, he put Krillin with the others. Krillin is there for some reason. He would, like, evacuate him to bullmine the others. Like, I feel like... Again, it, like... like like it's Toyotaro, so we can expect everything. But but it, I feel that Krillin, in the in that sense, is Chekhov's gun. Ah yes, of course, Krillin doing something to then kind of really twist the situation into a rather interesting thing, or just even being there to either prove make to prove to everybody that hey guys, I don't actually hate Krillin. Like, just to kind of, like, prove that he's not being biased or giving Krillin his due. And that's going to make people happy. I mean, if we're not going to be getting um, Vegeta with the win, then if we can at least get Piccolo uh, being a team effort, then that'll be something. Because even with Goku getting the win on Jiren, Frieza was there with him doing it. And that was a good ending. And, and 17 as well. Let's not forget. Yeah. Oh, yes, of course. Yes. And then he just gets up in the rubble and says, wait, wait, did I win? So technically, 17 got the win. I mean, again, technically, it's already a team effort because technically, M M Miros got them a win. Technically. Already, it's a team effort. Yes. So basically, you could say that, oh, yeah, of course. Without Miros, they wouldn't win. Like, without without Miros at all. So it's definitely Miros in with the assist. Now who's going to be the one to actually get the final um, final hit on him? Do you feel satisfied with Miris's place in the story now he's actually gone? Do you feel like they used him well? I think so. Yeah, like like I I I still hope that his death will lead to future events, you know. 
and and we, we will uh, allow us to explore you know some of the angel metals further like 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 maybe it will create a rift between the divine creatures and goku like goku will think hey it's it's kind of unfair it can lead to nothing it can lead to many interesting things as if they want to keep up the continuity in this case that would be really really cool this could be another side thing for the end of z like goku is like i've have had enough of this how can you be so heartless for what is your little brother and we should just be like i just i don't know what to say to that like we who knows everything is suddenly going like well i don't know so that could be a really profound moment where Whis is actually checking himself. Yeah, th- these are the rules. It's always been like that. Yeah, and then Goku says, does it have to be anymore? You know, the GP would have to come in and say to explain to Goku, well, I, you can't change it. It's just the way it is. And if you can't understand that, then we can't be, then we cannot fraternize. Yeah, I would definitely say that this chapter was really good. I feel like it definitely holds up very well. And it does use Beerus and Whis well as pure Sundays. And Whis did his bit without doing his bit, if you know what I mean. Like, he's like, oh, I just teleported people. That's all. Maybe they have food on them. Yes, yes, of course. They might have the knowledge of a special recipe or something. I don't know. Uh, but I do, like you said earlier, that Whis will have to, like, bear the brunt of the punishment. Like... Not and it, not, it wouldn't be a big punishment because Miris has served that punishment. He's been raised. He's gone. But I feel like Whis will get told off, like saying, you have to watch yourself. And then it's like Whis going like, mm, yeah, we probably are helping them a bit too much. So I feel like Whis would be like very um, a bit worried about his status now. Still, you know, G- G- GP is pretty fond on... Uh, of the mortals, but you know, I don't think he will be mad. I, th- I I think he might be disappointed or sad. Maybe you know, maybe GP himself wants to kind of rig the system. The next chapter will be out on September the eighteenth. What kind of power this will be, I'm not sure, but I hope that this is not going to lead to a replica of what happened on Namek, because this will just show. Oh, Master Ultra Instinct is gotten through anger. Right, okay, or it's going to change the rules of Ultra Instinct altogether. So with that, we all hope that you enjoyed Chapter 63 of Dragon Ball Super as well as this review. And we shall see you again very soon in the future for a standard Up on the Lookout episode with either myself or Hav or with a special guest. You have to wait and see. But all hope you are staying safe. We all hope you're staying safe out there. And if you'd like to become a member of the caretaker of the lookout, you can go to masco.cc slash lookout for more information. Rate and review where you can. And just take it easy out there. Until next time, everybody. Ta-ra! Ta-ra!